Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Who was the first day? Jane, were you the first day? No, I wasn't. Jude, I was putting down the red carpet for all my friends. Welcome to the Tea with the Dames Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn, where we do nothing but talk about the movie Tea with the Dames, a clip of which you are hearing right now. When it happened to me, and you said it doesn't make any difference, you can still swear. (laughs) Maggie Smith talking. You You can swear more. You can swear more. Yeah. (laughs) Just try and do it privately. Maggie Smith again. I'm not. I won't do it now. In America, they 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 call you Dame Plowright, don't they? Yeah. And Dame Smith. Or Mrs. Mrs. Dane. Mrs. Dane. With John John standing uh, when you went through an airport. (laughs) And they they do a thing with your passport. And they they said to him, have a nice day, Baron. (laughs) Because he is a Baron. (laughs) Have a nice day, Baron. I said, what is that about? We don't understand the class structure (laughs) over there. What are you supposed to say to a Baron? I don't... Have a nice day. <laughs> Man, imagine if we had titles, right? Oh, God. Did any of you consider not being a dame when you were offered? Was it? Yeah. The letter got lost in the post. So I suddenly got a phone call saying, are you or are you not? What is your answer? We haven't Silene Atkins. Talking. And so she told me over the phone, and I, I said, oh, oh, I don't... Dame. I don't know what to do I don't know what to say we're talking about getting knighted and she oh, said God. I what just remember saying oh do say yes do say yes oh, but then do. I asked for some time to think about it I don't know and then I was as pleased as punch say that again the most excellent order of the British I'm trying to get uh, I'm trying to get um, name day landmark by the New York Landmarks Conservancy how is that <sighs> it's not really yeah the guy called when I was not here Oh, he called the, the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't here. And you know what we're accidentally doing is we're starting this show off Hollywood Handbook style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're dead. So I was... Uh... <laughs> the Order of the Companions of Honor. Yes. To be a member, Dame Maggie Smith, for services to drama. Mm. Mm. Let's start the I show! This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Parsons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's a bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trachtenberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Crackhead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? It's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid. It's childish. And I would never do that to you. Hello, East Simon. What it's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. There's a meat ball. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller. I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you about to number one yet? 
I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I got to shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I yeah, truly can't two. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels yes, like every is. week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Know what they say about the fittest? Persons Radio, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith, here with you until 11 a.m. this morning, at which point the marathon weekly Sunday slate of talk shows on Radio Free Brooklyn continues with Point of Order, the great sports talk show at 11, then at 12, the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie, then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have every possible interest covered. There are, just in that four hours, we're starting off with a comedy talk right now. And then uh, we're segueing into sports, which is basically based on that show, just talking about the Mets, the only sports team. I'm sure they'll be talking all about David Wright's final game yesterday. I... Saw David Wright on the field, and I just thought, there, sir, stands a man. <laughs> Sam Elliott's uh, voice just started playing like the Big Lebowski thing. Yeah. Just like... You alone in City Field. <laughs> Speaking volume there. Whose voice is that? Well, <laughs> he is a staffer for College Humor. Oh. A, 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 a Twitter superstar. Wow. Uh, great cook. I don't know what else. Wow. What's the third? What's the third thing? Yeah, great cook. I'll that's take a, great cook. That's Ryan Kramer. Hello. Thank you for having me, Colby. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks I'm so glad me. you're here. I'm so happy to be here. And I just want to say that if any point, if at any point, people want to call in, that number is nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. You could call right now. We haven't even started talking about that's anything. So true. We haven't even thrown any topics out. You could still call and just say, uh, uh, "You guys." Take a back seat. My topic is this. Yes. And yep. then you go for it. You are, destiny is in your hands. Yes. But having said that, I will ask you, of all those shows that uh-huh. you've um, mentioned, now, Colby, you watch every, uh, you listen to all of these shows, I do. correct? Uh-huh. Now, um, which one would you say is your rival? Oh, my rival show. Well, there are a couple of other, like, high-performing, you know what? I'm going to go for the king. I'm not even going to. You got to go for the king. Here's my rival. She in the morning. She in the morning. It's our most popular show by oh, wow. a long shot. Really? Every week, these guys are at number one. Why do you think that is? I think uh, um, Ryan Watkins, who uh, has been a guest on this program, oh, wow. by the way, uh, uh, is very good at getting the word out about uh, the show. So much 
steps so that uh, we could pr- all probably learn from her. <laughs> Is that why you had him on this show? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a she. Excuse oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's the she in the morning. That's my mistake. Uh, and they are they they yeah they just they talk about the news and uh, they have like a panel of experts on it. It's, it's mostly women of color and uh, sure. it's it's a, it's a great show. But look. There's only so much room at the top. <laughs> Just to clarify, you've chosen as the white man for your rival to be the women of color show. <laughs> that is on air something that you have... Uh... Ryan, I haven't chosen them to be my rival. <laughs> oh, no, we're dead. They they keep being number one. And, sure. Uh... <laughs> you got to go for number one. Now, you are firmly no, at what place on this show, list, do we uh, think? For, well, you know, it changes every week. Sure. But, uh, but uh, I, I've been number one before. Oh, have you? Sure. Interesting. I think I've only I think I've only come second place since they've been on the sure. The, the, That's a good number one feeling. Like, no, yeah. goddamn, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it might as well be number one if they're just going to be uh, mopping the floor with the rest of us. <laughs> deservedly, deservedly of so. Course. I mean, look, we're 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 being uh, you know, we're being funny right now, sure. but it's a, it's a terrific show. I mean, Ryan was here. Everybody can look up that episode. She was sure. a great guest. Please do. I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah. He's been kicking our asses for a while now. <laughs> yeah. He came here to fucking stamp you down. It yeah. was like a back to the top. Baby. We had a very nice conversation about journalism and all this stuff. Oh, and then uh, as soon as the mic went off, she grabbed me by the collar and just said, <laughs> just said, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, have a great day. Right. Yep. A very gentle whisper, but a very strong yeah. grip. Yeah. She's yeah. like the kingpin. Interesting. The kingpin around here. Well, now you're, you've made it clear. You've put it out into the ether that this is, you know, a rivalry that's going to start. And I think yeah. maybe that's what you, we need is just kind of like, um, this fueled battle between hosts. I think so. You know I what think I mean? that would actually, I think that would really like, really do wonders for i mean it could be a huge story yeah like, it'd be like east coast versus west coast kind of thing but <laughs> brooklyn specific radio yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it could be a big like uh you know get a write-up in uh bedford and bowery yeah. <laughs> these radio djs hate each other right and, yep. uh uh i did the only time i've ever uh um the only time any other host at the station has uh even uh um, um hinted that they listen to the show is it's <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of Tom Waits mm-hmm. a long time ago, and someone uh, you don't do that. I'm not anymore. even gonna. I'm, <laughs> that was back way back. I don't. <laughs> yep. I'm not even gonna mention that the name of the show was Fish Out of Agua. Great. Don't. She came up to me and she was like, "I love Tom Waits." Oh wow! You dummy. <laughs> it's like it's just too smart for you. I I get it. Oh wow! And so now we are enemies too. Holy shit! We're actual enemies. Damn, you're just stacking up the enemies here, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, God knows, I can't, I can't uh, goof on Tom Waits for two oh, minutes. You better not. In a, in a show. Honestly, the fact that you just said you goofed on Tom Waits, I'm about to stand up and walk the fuck out of this. <laughs> and I can't. Stand can we that. just, can we just diverge for a second? Of course. And this is the thing that broke me with Tom Waits because yeah. I, I listened to a couple, yeah. of those, especially like you know when I was like a young man. Those being his songs, his albums, great. Yeah, uh, and uh, this is the one. This is the one that did it for me. Okay. Tom Waits. Uh, it's called. It's called. What's he building in there? Okay. Okay. And it's just this. It's just. Let me just keep it up here. Let's see. This is the whole. Hold on. I'm not going to play an ad for cable company. Oh, you you could for this video. Get some. No, 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 no. Viacom backing this show would be big, man. <laughs> Get the Viacom. Money. Yeah, it would be. It would really turn things around. <laughs> here we go. This is the. This is it. I played this on the show before. Oh my. 
What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? It goes on like this for, let's see, four minutes, seven yeah, seconds? This, just this? Magazines. Yeah, yeah. It's a spoken word piece in the middle of this album of music. This sounds like if you're playing Call of Duty Zombies, this just plays <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get like... That's insane. You know, like, he took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has no dog. <laughs> well, here's my question: What Incredible. do we ever find out what he's building in there? No. Oh well, good lord. No, I think this is a this is a piece about uh, uh, nosy neighbors, <laughs> written from the perspective of Wilson from Home Ex- Improvement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, yo, neighbor. And a, what are you building in there? <laughs> the distant. At the end, you hear a oh. Oh my god! I would be so into a cover of that song if the actor who played Wilson. Just yes. did it word for word in character. <laughs> just like, he has no dog. That is a song for you and you alone. No one else would be able to put any of those dots together. No, no. That would that would then be the official. I would play all four minutes of it at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> we get the actor to who played Wilson. Let's look. What's what's his name, I wonder? Is he New York based? Is he, a, is he at UCB? Great. I, Can think, we ask I think he's on a Herald team at UCB. Earl, Earl Heinemann. Earl Heinemann. What a name. Earl Heinemann. A perfect name for his role, I think. Yeah. Also, uh... Best thing, okay. Comes up, IMDb. What is he known for? You know how IMDb does sure. this? Home Improvement's the third thing. Really? Apparently, he's best known for a movie from 1985 called Silverado. Well, the fact that you even had to say apparently called, or like, with the, we don't know this. No, this is absurd. Oh, he's Home a, Improvement Man. It's a Western starring Kevin Klein. Boy, I can't think of a better Western star. Now, what I envy about, Eugene is his name? Earl. Earl, fuck. Uh, what I envy about Earl is that he has like a fun little party fact whenever, like most people will not recognize this man, right. but he can at any time be like, I'm Wilson from home and prove it. I'm sure uh-huh. he doesn't pull it out of his pocket yeah. that many times, <laughs> but yeah, you can just like ride on that. You don't have to like make it a whole thing. Everyone that's close to him does not talk to him about yeah. Wilson anymore. I can't imagine. I, it, now that you bring this up, I do feel like he maybe has the dream sitcom role. I think he does. Which is, you know, no one knows what he looks like, mm-hmm. including Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Importantly so. He's not even recognized in his own show. Yes. Like in the world of his own show, he can't be recognized on the street. Exactly. <laughs> but he's make, getting paychecks fucking every show. Yeah. He's on a network sitcom. He's like a, one of the highest paying jobs in television. I wonder how much he get, does get paid. Because he had mm-hmm. speaking roles every episode, right? Yeah. He always gave some advice. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, see you with the wig. It's just like, you're doing your thing. <laughs> you're keeping like an illusion. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's not where the similarities end. No, God, no. Let me bust out my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that song, Chandelier. It's a great song. It's really good. It's a great song. Now, Ryan. Yeah. We're here at ten o'clock in the morning on yeah. a Sunday. Are you are you a, a morning person? Um, I think more and more so, but not generally. Yeah, like I try to have a regular bedtime. I know this is probably fascinating, but hey, I, I'm asking. Yeah, it's true. I go to bed at Blame midnight, <laughs> and I think I've found myself waking up earlier and earlier just by like default. So uh-huh. I don't know. Um, but I don't like rush to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if many people do. Yeah. I feel like for me lately, it's been like, now I'm awake on a Saturday morning at around the time I would get up for work. Right. Um, I have to pee. Yep. 
That's, I'm getting out of bed anyway. Yep. I'll just make some coffee. That is exactly <laughs> what I do. It's the, the need to pee. And then what I do like doing is something in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday. And then that gives me, because I yes. generally have the feeling like I need to do something to feel like I can do nothing. Yeah. Which can be bad. Yeah. But if I do it earlier in the day and then I just feel like, oh, I have the rest of the day to fucking do nothing. I, I, uh, I deal with that uh, very strongly. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, well, now I've, I've got all this time left. Yep. I can relax finally. I know. I sometimes don't know if I vacation well because I definitely don't. Yeah, I yeah. think I I need to busy myself in a way that's like not fun. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. When you're with people who are vacationing, especially beach stuff, it's just like hanging by the beach. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't done anything to earn this. I know. And it's fucking insane maniac way <laughs> yeah. to think. Yeah, other than like work the rest of the year. Yes. You know? It's insane. But on the day to day, like, you're not thinking about that. No. You're just like do you, do you find yourself, like, busying yourself on vacation? Like, I'll be the one to get to, like, run to the grocery store. I think what I've... Because the vacations I've done the past two times I've gone, I've gone, one, like, on my own mm. to Iceland, which gave me time to, like, fucking do completely whatever I needed to do. But it was very, like, i very pinball-y. I'm like, all right, let's go do this thing, this thing, this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's by design. I kind of, like, if I'm paying for the goddamn thing, I'm like... I can't not do shit. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, my brother and I once took a, a trip uh, to Paris. Oh, wow. When he was studying abroad, I went and like uh, uh, met him there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he got, he hates to get up early. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, all right, we're going to go like cram this day full of stuff. Yeah. We've got a free tour leaving at 930. Like, <laughs> yep. We got to make sure we're there by then. And uh, I mean, I don't think he would change it because we got to do some cool stuff. But sure. it was still just like. Those mornings were tense. Yes. Yes. Well, so I was uh, on my own in Iceland, and then my mom came and met me, and there was, like, a free walking tour or something, and we were going to be late. So we, like, parked the car. I'm, like, running from the car to this thing. My mom is, like, trying to catch up. She's like, why are you running? And then we had a fight. She's like, you can't just, like, run away from your mother. And I was like, we had to get the tour. Like, clearly maniac behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Um, And here we are. All this time later, still unable to relax. Still unable to relax. Do you think this is capitalism? I think there's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I've because I've also conditioned to feel like if in times that I'm unemployed, my self worth like plummets. Because sure. I'm just like, yeah. this is how I've taught myself to like think that I <laughs> yeah mean yeah. something. I know. Um. So yeah, I think it's always a little bit a part of it. I wish there was a way to like not work for like two weeks yes and then just go back and then appreciate it more yes <laughs> you know because it's like that's long enough to like you can do stuff that you like want to have done during the day but like can't because you're working yes and it's long enough to get bored mm-hmm. and then you go back and you're just like oh it's so nice to be back here exactly <laughs> i envy or i miss school and i envy people that teach because you have the baked in you know you get the summer mm-hmm. and now like i almost need someone to just be like here is your time yes cuz when i'm left to my devices to create it myself yeah it's not as like i don't know you miss out on, i want someone to tell me like hey you relax yeah. and then i'm like perfect here here is the permission you're looking for exactly i completely understand yeah. that impulse yep. yeah yeah here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> I uh um it's on my mind because I read and this is this is an old uh, uh, article. We're not talking like a, it's a celebrity profile. Sure, about Tom know. Waits. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> but not not too far away. Right. 
It's about Willem Dafoe. Uh-huh. Okay. This is the first this is the first paragraph. Okay. And it starts off as very like typical, like the writer wishes they had this life, you know? Sure. And then it takes a hard turn. <laughs> okay. And you'll be, see very clearly when the turn happens. Great. First, uh, first paragraph. This is in The Hollywood Reporter. Here is a typical day in the life of Willem Dafoe. He wakes up early, usually around five or six. He meditates, has a cup of coffee, and writes in his journal for a while. Then he checks his email, does some yoga, and makes breakfast. If he's prepping for a film, which he almost always is, he'll go over his lines for a couple hours. If not, he'll read a book, take a walk around his West Village neighborhood, or his favorite activity of all, do some laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, quote, it's one of my great pleasures, he says, dead serious. I love it so much. (laughs) I have to resist the urge to do a lot of hand washing when I'm in hotels. Sometimes when I'm in a strange city, I go to laundromats. I did that in France recently. I was shooting a movie there, and it was a beautiful experience. (laughs) For some reason, people are really nice to me in laundromats, and I have these great encounters. Talk about fun and sexy, end quote. Fun and sexy? Fun and sexy in the laundromat. Oh, my. That is... One of the most insane things I've ever heard. But this is by far like the article could be over. It should. It's 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 given me so much more than any other piece <laughs> of celebrity quote unquote journalism. I also uh, wonder like if you're getting that gig to go like shadow Willem Dafoe and like yeah. learn about his day. It's indicative to me you didn't get a lot of information. <laughs> if the third thing you mention is the man loves laundry. <laughs> That um. Also, though, if you if you put like a, a criminal lineup in front of me, and you're like, which one of these guys loves laundry? Yeah, I'd be like Willem Dafoe. Willem that Dafoe guy. does that yeah. maniac over there. Looks yeah. like he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe looking like deathly serious in a laundromat. I imagine he's not even doing anything. He's just like staring at the machine. Yes, turning. <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, you're Willem Dafoe. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, this is fun and sexy. <laughs> sexy is concerning. <laughs> is. The man's looking really around the You got to yeah, believe seriously. it is. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I was, I was, I was putting my, uh, my socks in the, <laughs> in the dryer. Sir. And uh, a luring young female came up. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> I do. I got to imagine, though, once you're like financially, like, I guess just rich as shit and famous. Mm-hmm. You probably do take a lot more like joy in like shit like that. I wonder if it is if that has like everything to do with it. Because, probably uh, there was something a couple of years ago where like the, the, people spotted Eric Clapton at a laundromat really? in L.A. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and he was just like folding his whites. Listen, the fact that you could do like a task that I need to do anyway currently, and yeah. people would be like, "Yo, you're doing your socks," like that's such a fucking ego yeah. hit. Maybe it is tied to the thing we we're talking about, where it's just like, well, they they have this life of of uh, leisure. Exactly, they need to do something that makes them feel like they're working a little bit. Right, right. Which is, which is, folding your whites. I also wonder if his PR guys like Willem. You got to sound like an everyday guy. Like, let them know that you love. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, this was like in the run up to his his potential Oscar for Florida Project, which I heard was great. I didn't see. I haven't seen it either. We talked about it last week. I haven't seen uh, it. Yeah. Sad. Uh, it keeps coming up. Damn, you got to see it. Got to see Florida. Talk it's about it forever. Me. It's haunting. Sandy Honig was here. We talked about Florida oh, Project. God. God. <laughs> Damn it. Adult swims. 
Yeah, that's right. Sandy Hone again. When is that? Story? Very happy. We haven't talked about that on the air. Very happy. For, well, the, the pilot, they, 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 she talked about it when she was here. The pilot was shot, and we're just waiting for that series order. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's got to be stressful. Yeah, I say we like I'm involved yeah. in it at all. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're part of the crew. I'm, a, I'm an executive producer. <laughs> yeah. They ran a lot of a lot of stuff by me. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, free promo for them real Let's, quick. Yeah, exactly. Guys, watch out for the Three Busy Debra Show. Yeah, got it. 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729 if you'd like to call in. Again, that number, 904-351-0729. Now, Ryan. Yes. Last week, we were talking about MoviePass. Yes. And uh, uh, you, I know, are uh, still a subscriber. I still am a subscriber. Here's my question for you. Yeah. What is the most, like, out-of-the-ordinary music or movie experience you've had because of MoviePass? Either, like, I went to a weird theater uh, or, like, I saw this movie I never would have, like, paid to see. Interesting. Um, I See, the thing is, I don't know if I have an interesting answer because I feel like I haven't seen, like, the MoviePass movies, the ones that yeah. are, like, outside of the I would have not right. gone to this. Right. If, there's, I'm still, like, going to see the movies that I would want to see. I think I'm seeing... A lot of movie pass movies on my own, mm-hmm. which I think I really like going to movies on my own. Yeah. Um, but I did the Landmark Theater was probably like mm. theater wise the most interesting because it was like yeah. a luxury fucking. And I guess those are more common outside of New York. Yeah. Like these like lean back kind of um, recliners and like people coming to take food orders and shit like that. Yeah. So that was insane. Um, but. The strangest movie experience outside of MoviePass. I went to see the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender a oh couple years ago. Oh, my God. And the lights were on the whole time. 30 oh. minutes in, it stopped and restarted. Uh-huh. So imagine going to a movie, and it was essentially Netflix-style, like, pauses, goes back to the start, and everyone's like, well, we already saw all of this. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> that's what happened there. Oh, that's... I, I don't think I've ever... I've ever had anything that bad happen. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. And yeah. they were trying to be like, okay, like get out of the theater. We'll give you a voucher for a free one. Yeah. And for some reason, I was like, no, I need to see the Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender. I am fucking staying. <laughs> I think I took a voucher and then also watched the rest of that current. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so I gained funny. the system. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's what's this for? Aaron Sorkin, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about him? I like. I never watched um, the show West Wing. Mm-hmm. I really like the social network, which mm-hmm. I understand some people don't at all, but I like <laughs> that a lot because I also think David Fincher and like reined yes. him in a little bit. Yes. Because when left to his own devices, I think Aaron Sorkin can be like, all right, you got to relax. Yeah. But him I and know, David Fincher I, together was great. I did not see his uh, directorial debut, uh, Molly's Game. Ah, yes. I didn't know either. Uh, but I, I, that was a choice. Sure. <laughs> it's sure. not like it got past me. <laughs> yeah, squeaked by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I got to see Molly's Game. I you got to. find the time in my schedule. Well, you got to see Florida Project first, but my you, man. But you, uh, uh, you live uptown. I do. Uh, in Manhattan. Isn't there like, it's called like the Palace Theater or something in Washington Heights? There's yes. Like a big old, do, do you know, uh, have you been to that one? It's, it, I think so. It's like more uptown. You're talking about the one with like, it's fucking gilded Yeah, it's got gold. like a balcony. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I went there. I saw, um, you know how they do like orchestras that accompany like, Oh yeah, properties that are popular now, yeah, like yeah. Game of Thrones, that kind of thing. I went and saw like a Zelda symphony at that orchestra. Oh wow, it was really cool. Um, but I haven't seen a movie there. But when I was there, they would be like, "Oh, we're gonna show like Gone with the Wind here," and like, these, yeah, 
that kind of shit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that those places are still kind of around. I do too. But, um, very, uh, um, like right before it closed, I got to see something at the Ziegfeld Theater, okay. uh, in uh, like 57th or something. Yeah. It was. But it was, I mean, there's like a thousand seats in this thing. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so cool. That place is so cool. My roommate <laughs> at the time, he worked for Blue, Ca- Blue Sky Studios, like the animal oh, yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah. So he w- was like, a fucking PA, like barely attached to the Peanuts movie. Yeah, yeah. So the premiere was there, and he's like, "You want to be my date to the Peanuts movie?" That's great. Oh my god, that place is so pretty. Yeah, it's uh, it's so I don't know what it is now. I think it's like uh, I don't think it's open. Why is it closed? Isn't it like a whole big historic? Know. That's it is, sad. Yes, it is. It's historic. I don't know. Weird. Don't know. Now yeah. it's a Dwayne Reed. This uh, this is another entry for Vanishing New York. Ooh. I wonder if Vanishing New York has an entry on the Ziegfeld. They have to, right? I didn't even know Vanishing shit. New York was a thing. Yeah, it's like it's, it got turned into a book a couple of years ago, but it's just like this ongoing blog that this guy does where it's just like every time something old closes down, he Interesting. <laughs> writes it up. I mean, some of them are like kind of nice, but the other times it's just like, yeah, it's, I don't know, where you need. <laughs> as far as uh, Barnes & Noble location shuttered. Uh, you're right. <laughs> right. Now, well, I can't you're... believe the McDonald's on 14th and 1st was closed. For remodeling. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're on a quest to become a living landmark in New York, uh-huh. the natural endpoint for you is to be in Vanishing New York. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Yeah. You got to think about that. Damn. I wonder if he does, if he writes up like uh, uh, people when they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this person vanished. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 904-351-0729. That's our number. That's 9043 Five one zero seven two nine. Now, Ryan. Yes, I think this is a nice moment. Yeah, to segue into this show's only recurring segment. What's it's a series of questions? Oh boy, developed through years of study of the world's greatest interviewers. Wow, Christiana Amanpour. Wow, Anna Faris. Yes, uh, and the list stops there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the young person's radio guest questionnaire. Lovely. The first question. Yes. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself going, oh, neat. Oh, this is a great question. <laughs> and it's Jesse Plemons, baby. I Jesse love Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Oh, yes. yes He's like yes. the weird looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The weird looking guy from Breaking Bad. And yes. the mo- what was the Chris Kelly movie? The Chris Kelly was Other People. Other People, he yes. He was there, uh, in that. He was in The Post for a hot second. That's right. Um, I think I like him because... He's as close to representation in Hollywood that I will get. It's just like a weird fucking white dude that looks like no one. <laughs> um, and I also think he's like a really good actor, but I, I don't know if he's, he can't be like a leading man. He's I, always like a side guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of was in uh, in other people. Kind of was a leading That's true. man. That's true. Uh, I a thought little he was bit. great in that But movie. not like a... Not like a, you mean like a romantic, like a Gregory Peck. Oh, yeah. Like, he can't he's not be that. Be that. He can't be that. Uh, and, yes. It's so funny to me that... His name, his character's name in Breaking Bad is Todd. Because yeah. <laughs> that is, that's exactly what he, he looks like a Todd. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does look like a Todd. Todds are just weird looking dudes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Call in if you're a Todd, please. <laughs> yeah, and you're weird as shit <laughs> and looking. You're weird as shit. You might have a great voice, but uh, boy, do you, do you creep people out with mm-hmm. the way you look. He's, he was also <laughs> in a, like the best episode of Black Mirror. 
And Black oh, Mirror, wow. okay. I like because that phenomenon happens a lot. Where mm. each episode, because it's an anthology, yeah, it'll come up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like the guy from Get Out in an episode. It's just like this yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've seen that one. The, yeah, the one with the guy from Get Out. That one's cool. That one is cool. Yeah, a lot of I I feel like I defend Black Mirror a lot. That people are mm. like, this is like, oi, like <laughs> technology, governor. And I'm like, it's nice. Let it be. It's fun. I mean, if you like go in for, it's like perfect. It's like the new Twilight Zone. It's like that's uh, what I say. Uh, it's like yeah, if you like that, you just got like like standalone, like you know exactly. That that genre is so like specific, and it's not like really done much elsewhere. Right, you know, it's right. a nice like little dose of it. And like you know? anthology, of course, every episode is not going to be a banger, but right. like there's enough that are good that I'm sticking around. Yeah, I think it's cool that 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 is going on when like especially with Netflix, it's like everything has to be hyper serialized. Yes. Uh, and like every episode has to end on a cliffhanger. Yes. And uh, uh, man, I just I just think Netflix sucks. Really? <laughs> I, just, I think so many of those shows are bad. Interesting. I think uh, their and, original programming or just yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm happy to just rewatch uh, 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 Mad Men. I'm just now watching for the first time. Oh man, how far are you? I'm. I think just at the end of season one. Oh, so yeah, so much good. ground ahead of me. Man, I'm so excited for you. I know. That's, uh, might be my favorite show. Really? Yeah. I yeah. Guess, I'm, I'm gonna just take away the might be. It is <laughs> my favorite show. That going back to like a work, a relaxing balance. That every time they're working, they're relaxing, baby. <laughs> so far, they're just drinking all day. I'm yeah. like, God damn, smoking. Yep. in the office. Yep, they're in fucking sixty in it. <laughs> Big time. Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. There was some interview with uh, Netflix's like programming person. Mm-hmm. They're like head of programming. Um. And the, it, this, I think it was in Rolling Stone. Alan Seppenwall was the guy interviewing uh, her. And he was asking her these, like, very thoughtful questions. It was just like, you ever think that, like, everything doesn't have to be, uh, everything doesn't have to be serialized? And right. She's like, no. <laughs> she's very open about how it's, like, just numbers sure. for them, you know? Right. I don't think they have, in the way that, like, FX, like, is notorious for, like, their their development executives being like very hands-on and like right. shaping the thing i don't think that exists at all there. you're right i get that impression yeah i guess they're in a position where they don't need to be yeah but i yeah. don't know yeah i mean definitely not sure you know, why uh why pay people for it <laughs> right you know? i loved american vandal though oh yeah. and that's original I mean, that's... programming and i was like this show is fucking great yeah i mean that's it's crazy what they've been able to do yeah on that uh, I mean, there are exceptions. Sure, you know. Sure, I liked uh, I liked that one. Yeah, I liked the first season of Kimmy Schmidt. Okay, I haven't really watched a lot of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I, I, I meant to watch more. Yeah, it's hard. That's the other thing is like the these shows they just kind of drop in the batch and then like the people talk about them for three weeks maybe and then they're over. I feel like so yep. much of the so much of the impetus to watch like Game of Thrones or something is like people are going to keep talking about it yes. for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and you got to be you got to be in there. I spent so much time in the not watching Game of Thrones, and I was yeah. like, I had resigned it because people would talk about it all the time. I'm like, I guess this is just not part of my life. Yeah. And yeah. then I got to it late, and I'm like, I did the same thing that I did for Breaking Bad, which is that I binged it so the I could watch the finale like as a thing. Yeah. Because that's appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is like making a phenomenon, like watching it with people and that kind of. Totally, right. totally. I think uh, uh, there is a people have like that's one thing people have like like kept holding on to from the from the like bygone era of TV, which is just like it's fun. I think it's it's kind of why HBO Sunday Night 
uh, uh, like marquee Sunday night programming mm-hmm. has like stuck around in the way that it has because like people are going to be home and like they're going to they're want to talk about it the next day. Right. Uh, I mean, it's harder to do that during the week, but it's just like, you know, people like having the, the one thing to talk about. Exactly. All gathered around the campfire. Yeah, it's nice. This is a nice segue into our next question. Yes. Say you're stricken ill. Okay. What show do you put on while you heal? Wow. Damn. Um, I guess it depends. This is like not a severe illness. No, no. You're okay. laid up on the couch for a day. Got it. Stricken ill made it sound like I'm getting like fucking. <laughs> say, say your leg's been chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never walk again. What show do you play? <laughs> um, I'll tell you. My my honest answer currently is a Great British Baking Show yes, or Bake Off, the ultimate comfort show. Oh my goodness, so positive! It is so lovely, um, and it's also like a show that for the current age does not. It's like if you want to look at your phone, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, there's no pressure. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it lets you just you know what's coming. Yeah, ah, oh, it's so lovely, it's so wholesome. It's very wholesome. It's great, you know, Great Great British Baking Show comes up a lot when. People talk about like shows being apolitical yeah. now. Yeah, I think there are some shows that people look to to be mm-hmm. uh, uh, political, like the late night shows, for example, and like certain certain dramas uh, and even like comedies to some degree. Right. But every so often, something just comes along like that. Yeah. That is just pure, simple goodness. Yes. And you're just like. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to just be like, yeah, let the people bake. When let it, this small, like, little thing yes. exist on its own island. Just imagine if someone was watching Great British, Great British Baking Show just being like, when's Paul Hollywood going to talk about ice? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kids are being separated from their family. Right. Okay, the showstopper today is going to have a lot to do <laughs> with the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. Mary... Your silence on this issue is deafening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, just, you never run into any stress. No one ever says that shit. No. And it's, it's nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. What's an internet trend that drives you nuts? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you from the other side as someone that uh, I'm on the internet all day for work. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. through mostly college humor. Collegehumor.com. <laughs> and um, the, a journalistic, and I guess not journalistic, but way that people write about trends on the internet. Mm-hmm. This is what like I've done. Right, is whenever any trend is like the internet is going crazy for this. I hate <laughs> it, and I literally have had I write a title that doesn't say that because I yeah. hate it, and my boss will be like, "It's just a metrics thing, man." Like people click on that link, and I'm yeah. like, "It sounds insane." Yeah. yeah, it sounds so stupid. That's just like. People all over can't get enough. Uh, it's like, good God. So I do hate little um, just virally kind of, it's, I guess it's like upworthy style. Like, totally. Yeah. Got to check this out, um, which I'm not unique in that way, but having to do it makes me sick. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's yeah. the kind of thing that's like, people feel like they're very smart for like calling it out. You yes, know what I mean? Just right. like a. Internet's going crazy. I bet everyone on the internet's not going crazy. Exactly. And it's just like everyone on the inside also knows that. You know what I mean? Like yes. you're not outsmarting anybody. It's just like <laughs> we're like we're all at the mercy of this system. Exactly. We're fucking creating these headlines and thumbnails. Like we'll for college humor, a lot of times we'll have these ugly ass like big big red arrows pointing to like the thing that we want yeah. your attention. And it's literally treating people like morons. <laughs> Here's the thing to look at. <laughs> 
But you do it because people click it more. It's just sure. like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's also just College Humor's audience may not be the smartest, you know, group of people. <laughs> um, and that's no mystery. But like, yeah, it's just like writing about stuff. I just let the stuff exist. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I got to do it to make money, but. Totally. Yeah. You guys do anything for uh, with uh, Zendaya's Michi? You know what? <laughs> we should have because that was like, oh. What a treat that was. Man, I love how much people love that. Yeah. It's just so nice. What I like about it is that it's not something that seems to be explicitly making fun of the thing. No. It's just like kind of joyful and kind of here's... What I like is that guy clearly walked by that a lot and was (laughs) like, you know what I'm going to do? He's super funny. Yeah. Gabe Gundacker. Gundacker? Yeah. 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 He was on some talk show, I think, recently talking about it. Really? Yeah. It's probably Ellen. Ellen has all the viral yes. uh, uh, people on. I do love when people get that kind of success from just doing something that they think is funny or yeah, good. Totally. Because yeah. I always like the damn Daniel kids, too, because they're just like yeah. boys that were having a fun time. <laughs> totally, yeah. It's so hard to dislike that. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Remember the Apparently Kid? I do. He, he was on Ellen. Yep. That was great. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes not with him, but there was like some kid ones that make me a little like yeah. skittish because I'm just yeah. like, yeah. they get older and then they're like, you guys still like me, right? And we're like, no, yeah. you're not cute anymore. Yeah. I mean, no one knows this better than Bo Burnham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the, we were talking about him a couple of weeks ago. It's just like, I, it's, it's, uh, he's stuck around. He's done everything right. Yeah. He's like. He's like behind the camera now. He's like directing all this stuff. Yep. Eighth grade was like a very like worthy like first director uh, uh, movie, and uh, still I'm just like there's something about this. Guy really, I'm not I'm not into. Yeah, interesting. And yeah, we, you know what we came to is that he won't cut his hair. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I do understand that though. Like I get, um, because I've seen in his specials that I've watched, I'm like, oh, these are great, but I also sometimes get annoyed with like the how aware i am of like the comedy definitely kind of being the comedy yeah and i guess that's the point of his specials but sometimes i'm like just be like let's have fun yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah and i mean i do think he's talented but oh, I, I can't sure. shake this feeling of just like you didn't get this the right way oh but, that's like, i see. uh but i mean that's stupid yeah, I know it's stupid. I just I hold this. I hold two opposing beliefs. In my head. No, I do understand that. I think I've listened to interviews of him talk with like roundtable style with comedians that have done fucking like open mics for forty years. Yeah. Are, you, where ta- are you talking about that that Paul Provenza show? Maybe it was uh, the Green Room. It was called okay. Because I definitely, I also definitely saw that okay. episode. It was like the lineup was like it's Paul Provenza who's like fine, but he's like been around. You know, yeah. he's the host. Gary Shandling, Ray Romano. Judd Apatow, uh, right. uh, Mark Marin, mm-hmm. final final guest, Bo Burnham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he like perform. It's like a half hour, and they give like four minutes to one of his songs. He's like he's like sits down at this piano. I don't know. It seems like maybe you do a young comedians episode, right? Paul, I'm gonna give you notes on this Showtime <laughs> show that no one watched in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Like. Him being a part of that um, circle now, because you got to constantly feel like, oh, I'm not here from the same reason everyone else is. Yeah. Which has got to be a little. I've heard him be open. Like, he's he's like, no one's more like embarrassed than me about like how like I got my start. Yeah. I I don't know what he could do to satisfy me. Yeah. He seems to be doing all the right things. Sure. This is, you know what, listeners, this is me. I 
what's the time? 10.44 a.m. Yes. On Sunday, September 30th. I, Colby Smith, hereby relinquish any bad feeling toward Bo Wow. We've worked it out. We've worked it out on the air. I'm so glad I could help with I'm that. A, I'm a bigger man now. That's phenomenal. <laughs> now, I'm going to tune in for the rest of the time, and if I hear you ever talk shit about him, I personally am going to come into the studio and kick your ass. <laughs> I got to. But I will deserve it. You will. And I will take it. You will. <laughs> I'll take it like a man. You, you must. I do have a lot of respect. More so the respect. I'm just like inspired by the people that can find a career in that in this kind of industry on with their shit. Yes. Because I think I, it's there's something also to be said for auditioning or whatever and going through that whole rigmarole. And that's so difficult on its mm-hmm. own end. But to stand out from doing your own thing is like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Yeah. And it also I feel like he... He is the he encapsulates this moment in history where people were getting famous from their like bedroom YouTube videos. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he he most of all. Oh, but uh, absolutely, that's when all that started. Yep, you know, and, and that's, that's not happening anymore. It's not think. happening anymore, and it's it's because of people like Bo Barnum that this whole older generation was just like, uh, uh, I don't have any advice for younger kids. Like people can get famous off their YouTube videos now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Right, right. <laughs> Let the people be. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get some fucking calls. Nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. I know. Uh, I know you're out there. You can't run and you can't hide. Well, Next something question. I sh- should <laughs> have told you is I placed an EMP and uh, it destroyed <laughs> all phone lines. So it's just you and me, baby. It's like a nineties computer thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only know EMP yeah. because of a James Bond video game I had growing up, and I was like, this is oh, how you yeah. get rid of uh, which, electronics. Everything or nothing? Yes. Is that one? Oh, yes. oh man. Yep. Dude, you have walked uh, uh, right into my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Our household had like 10 games, and because of that, each one we played, we played so much, and I played that game so oh, much. Oh, yeah. That one was great because it was like a it was a third-person shooter. Yep. So there it was like you were running around with guns, but like not really aiming and no. just like doing it for you and had to like jump on boxes. <laughs> yep. Man, I love that game. So fun. I feel like there were some driving missions. Am there I were. remembering that right? There was a great like you got on a motorcycle and you chased a train and oh I replayed God. that one a lot. Yeah. And then there was one on the Lake Pontchartrain Bridge in New Orleans where you oh, chased Jaws. Yes. Woo! Oh man, there's some great levels. Oh, the memories are flooding back. <laughs> Everything or nothing. Yeah. We'll do a, a, a. I feel like there's like a, a minor economy of like comedians playing video games. Oh yeah, as as part of like live entertainment now. Yes. I feel like we could do everything or nothing. We gotta I feel like Twitch we stream it. Uh, 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 does this get Union Hall on the phone right now? <laughs> no one's no one's calling us, so I'm gonna start calling them. <laughs> Next question. Yes. Another perfect segue from James Bond. Perfect. You find yourself in a casino. Great. You look down in your hand. What's that? $200 worth of chips. Oh, shit. What game do you play first? Um, I got to do blackjack, which is not an interesting answer, but I haven't had the experience of like sitting at the table with people. Uh-huh. I went to a casino for a birthday. But my here birthday was on like a Tuesday, <laughs> and I didn't think it through of like, oh, this is only going to be gambling addicts here. Yeah, yeah. And I went to one out and like, out uh just outside the city and it was all machine no like table play it's all like oh interesting just so where where was this was this upstate or we're talking like new jersey or uh i get fuck i wish i could remember i i guess it was more upstate but not super out i can't remember the name to be honest yeah um but it had like we should go to the one by jfk airport yes the aqueducts (laughs) Yeah. yeah 
Um, I, it did have horse racing there too, but it wasn't that one. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I just want the experience of feeling like I'm in a movie. Yeah. So I got to go to the table. Yeah. It I'm, is, I think. This is the biggest lie of the James Bond movies is their depiction of casino life. Oh, yes. Where like he's, and I, I, I get it's like part of the, the charm of them and everything. But he goes in, he's in a suit at least, <laughs> probably a tuxedo. Everyone's in these like dinner gowns and there are people coming around with trays of hors d'oeuvres yes. and there's like waiters wearing vests and they're playing like, they're playing like chemin de fur and like games like that. Yes. You go to any casino, not in a movie. I mean, anywhere. Anywhere. And it's. It's, like, it's dudes it's with like puffy vests and Bass Pro yeah. Shop hats. Bass Pro Shop hats, like. Hawaiian shirts that are somehow too big for them, even though they're super fat. People like people like smoking and and taking a, a puff of an inhaler in between. Yes, in between cigarettes. People on the brink. But yes, yeah, people who are just desperate. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's like this is so trashy. I mean, like there's something that's great about that. I think about yeah. the like the the trashiness of it. Right. But it is. I mean, you're not. If you ordered a martini at a casino in America, <laughs> any, and I'm talking any casino in America, you would be called gay and <laughs> kicked out of the casino. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm just saying that's what would happen. Colby is personally uh, condoning <laughs> like, that yeah. behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, uh, an, uh, an enemy of, uh, of free people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it's also maybe we're not. Uh, we just got to get rich as hell. We got to go to these exclusive maybe casinos. That's it, we're yeah. going to the fucking dregs. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we gotta we got to get rich, man. What are we doing? <laughs> Bad. 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 Final question. Okay. Right, and then we gotta we gotta start wrapping things up sure. here. What is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry? Oh wow, the dumbest thing that's ever made me cry. I cried relatively easily i'm a very empathetic crier so uh -huh. if i see people crying i will cry um dumb hmm do you have an answer to this i uh i give the the answer every time which is uh uh the song born in the usa by, really i once teared up while walking in williamsburg with my headphones in see for that song. here's maybe my issue with this question <laughs> is i don't know if i've ever felt dumb for crying <laughs> i'm like very okay with it um, but I cried Fair enough. music a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. One day, this was dumb because it was self-imposed, but one day I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary in theaters, mm -hmm. cried a ton, went home and watched Coco. Oh, yeah. I think what I do dumbly with crying is that I decide to purge it. I'm like, if I haven't cried in a while, I'm going to induce it by watching a bunch of shit oh, that's sure. going to make yeah. me cry. Yeah. So I'll do like literally like sad YouTube videos, <laughs> <laughs> watch a bunch of them and get sad as hell. Yeah. So that is dumb for sure. Not a healthy way to emote. Right. So sad, just typing in sad YouTube videos. Yeah. I mean, it is um, just fucking soldiers coming home always. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dogs yeah. like seeing their owners after like a bunch of years. Yeah. Uh, just like the exactly what they're made for. Yeah. I um, cried. Uh, I cried yesterday at the movies. At which movie? I cried because uh, A Simple Favor was so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> man, man, was this show, this thing was perfect. You guys, look, uh, 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 do, do yourselves a favor. And look, I'm not telling you to do anything. Yeah. But this week, I saw Tea with the Dames, one of the most pleasurable movie-going experiences I've ever had. Great. It was at the Quad Cinema. 
And I let yesterday I saw a uh, 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 simple favor at the Williamsburg Cinema. Also, just a blast. You got to get out there. Just so much fun. These are two, you know, female centric movies. Sure. Especially this week uh, might be a good thing to do for yourself. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I'm not saying what to do because I can't because we're not private station, but maybe yeah. check those out. If uh, if if uh, uh, I did, <laughs> that's true. You did. If I checked them out, now, do you get in trouble if you recommend? <laughs> well, I can't do a call to action. Ah. I can't say everybody march out right now and spend their money on this. Well, you kind of just did, and I'm gonna cut it so it sounds <laughs> like you just said that. I will get to the editing booth. Oh, uh, I mean, the file will be available immediately. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan. Yes. Thanks for coming in today. Oh, Colby, I've had a blast. It was a lot of fun chatting. It was lovely, and I'm glad no one called in and cyberbullied me. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that no one called in and ruined <laughs> the good time we were having. <laughs> that would have been sad. This happens every so often, and uh, uh, it, uh, I just uh, I encourage you not to take it personally, because it's really oh, me. Oh, <laughs> of course not. I would never. <laughs> Brian, where can people find you? Oh, great question. Uh, I am most active on Twitter at RyeGuy, Guy Rye. Working on changing the handle, but goddamn, people take all the ones that I want. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think other than that, just, you know, you, as a personal favor to me, just click on collegehumor.com every now and then. You don't have to read anything. Yeah. Just keep my job alive. What's the uh, what's the subscription service we just launched? Oh, uh, yes, yeah. the subscription. So, uh, CISO style, famously failing CISO, we have adopted <laughs> their business model, and we are doing a service called Dropout. It just launched this past week. Um, subscription oh. content, like three bucks a month, I believe, um, for shit. So... Yeah, I mean, that exists. I understand if you don't want to do it because, listen, money, I get it. But if you want it, it's out there. Nice. All right. And you, everyone else can uh, 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 fuck off. <laughs> no. no, stick around for Point of Order. They will be coming in here uh, momentarily. Uh, this has been Young Persons Radio uh, for this September 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Colby Smith. Uh, we will be back next week where our guests will be a mystery. Ooh, scary. Because I haven't booked anyone yet. But maybe it's October and it's a spooky ghost. Oh, oh, wow. Something to think about. I think we just found uh, an angle. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Stick around, everybody. Point of Order will be starting momentarily. Here's a, 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 a song by a weirdo.